Now on the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, go into a city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand and I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Tonight is just part one in a mini-series, really. Uh, A docudrama, actually, and don't worry, kids, it's not uh, like those boring documentaries your parents pick when it's their turn to choose what to watch. This docudrama, this docudrama is full of intrigue because it's true and real with real people in the real world. Reminding us all tonight as we reenact and recall and walk through this, even through our very liturgy, you'll experience moments from this night. Reminding us all to remember. And so let's, let's follow this docuseries. Let's zoom in on the first scene that we've heard read for us tonight. We zoom in as the camera scrolls in through the window and we see in that household, first of all, something we don't expect. Because what we'd expect on a night like this is a father teaching his children from Exodus 12, maybe even a question and answer about that first Passover night about when God would save his people and lead them out of slavery in the beginning of their journey, a long, many-year journey to the promised land. 
that's what you'd expect. But what you find instead, as the scene comes before us, is a motley crew of disciples with their rabbi. And it's on a night that is somewhat surprising. You see, in Leviticus, it tells us to celebrate this Passover in the first month of the Jewish year in Nisan on the day 14. But by this time in history, as it still in many ways gets experienced today, that first day of the Passover where the lambs are slaughtered becomes a day of preparation, although today the, uh, in Jewish communities the lambs are no longer slaughtered. And so on the 14th the day of preparation, they celebrate that meal then in the evening, which becomes the 15th day, Nisan 15. But many would then continue in, as the scripture teaches us, to have the Feast of Unleavened Bread that begins on that 15th. And so the meal would often be celebrated the next day. And so I won't take you into the long debate among scholars about which was which. And if you read in the Gospel of Luke, you can uh, see some of that. But regardless... There are several curious things about this scene. As we're zooming in, not only is the date curious, why rush to the meal? But in a meal like this, you'd expect expect to see a lamb. Why is it that none of the gospel texts describe a lamb at this feast? Now, this too has been long debated. Could it be because of the timing of rushing in because Jesus wanted to celebrate this meal with his disciples before he would be arrested? Could it be that Jesus intentionally wanted to be like that? As it was the case for in the ordinance of the day, you wouldn't... You wouldn't slaughter a lamb when you were outside of Jerusalem. And so maybe Jesus, like he had on many occasions, was taking license as he could to practice this night without a lamb. Or was it something else? Is it a foreshadow? That maybe our person of interest, Jesus, is telling us that the lamb was already present. That God, as he did for Abraham and Isaac, when Isaac was to be sacrificed, instead, God, and he does this on this night, God would provide the lamb. And so as we zoom in, like many households on a holiday celebration, uh, this one, especially this motley crew of disciples, sometimes the conversation isn't always so friendly, right? Sometimes it can even be tense. And it was particularly tense that night as we listened to this conversation. And so if you're following this, many questions are rising up to your mind and wondering just what is going on. 
Now this tension was more than a brother or sister texting memes or favorite YouTube videos across the table until they offend each other and start throwing food, right? No, it was much more serious than that. This was even more serious than family members fighting over stark political differences. For this meal is packed with meaning. It is personal. It's spiritual. And it's Jesus, the Lamb of God, very present, his real presence with them. A meal like this, as was understood in that culture, was, and as we know, yet still today, binds us together. And to break it, as we'll read about, if you go into the Psalms, like Psalm 41, we'll discover it's particularly despicable. It's not just, it's not just a little tiff. It's a matter of betrayal that leads to death. So this intrigue is even particularly so when Jesus highlights this tension about one who would betray him at a meal such as this. And I find it fascinating that so many of the disciples ask the same question. Is it I, Lord? Not me. Could it be a knowledge of their own hearts? But like a good mystery, it's clear when you watch the scene that Jesus knows. And this scene inserts a foreshadow yet again as he has this conversation with Judas. And we discover quickly that there are two very clear paths being taken that night. One that leads to life and forgiveness. And one that leads to death. Jesus born in the city of bread, Bethlehem. As we have learned through these days of Lent, he is the bread of life. He is the source of salvation. Or, you choose another path, as Judas did, to make way yourself, to go your way. And that way, as we discover, leads to death. Well, now that we've zoomed in, let's zoom out for a moment. Where are you? Which path will you follow? Scholar Robert Smith reminds us, Jesus is not absent. He is not an absent God. Hearing the words over the loaf and the cup, Jesus invites participation with him. Not just in bread and wine alone, not just in a ritual act alone, but in his presence, in his present power and being. And the sign of his presence and power is not some ecstasy or spiritual intoxication or increase of prophetic power his being, his presence is carefully defined as his passion for giving 
and forgiving. And so even the, the bread and wine themselves are a foreshadow of what he's about to do. After all, the wine is grapes crushed violently underfoot. The bread is grain ripped from its chaff, beaten and separated. As Jesus would be crushed and beaten. Now this night shows a path a path that Jesus offers for you and for me. Or we could take a path, a path like Pharaoh took on that first Passover and ignore that word. A path like Judas took. No, Jesus in his real presence with us, his real sacrifice, his real love. As the bread of life, he brings that to us tonight. And so, no doubt he is revealing his mission, his name, which literally means to save us, Savior. And as we'll discover in our liturgy tonight, this first episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. But God's presence is not absent. Even though the disciples will be scattered and hiding after gathering near Gethsemane around the Mount of Olives, as this episode comes to a close, Jesus will not be absent because you have seen the newsreels. You know what has already happened. You have the benefit of hindsight. And so tonight we remember that Jesus is the bread of life and we are invited on a path to receive this gift from him. Not a gift that you make for yourself. We saw how that goes. Yes, there are two very important life-changing episodes ahead of us. But listen, friends, this night doesn't have to end on a cliffhanger with your relationship with Jesus. Jesus is making it clear this isn't just a drama series. It's not just based on a true story. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Let him lead you on that path. Let him, as you taste and see, save you. Tonight, choose the path of the Passover that he fills up and completes with his very body and blood. God provides the lamb. His real presence, his real forgiveness is for you. Amen.